Welcome to Pitch Invasion, episode number 22. And as always, we've got a lot to look back on, a lot to look forward to. So plenty of content for you to feast on this episode. Uh, to remind you, my name is Luazi Zikubu. Hola Makwaza, back in the saddle. And... The man that would be telling us about Liverpool is not quite with us yet, but uh, do not worry. He will be joining us in a little short while to talk about the Premier League as uh, Liverpool continue uh, to lead as far as that is concerned. But we're going to start with uh, local football. And by local, I mean both South African and African. Uh, But uh, as far as the South African picture is concerned, uh, in the CAF Champions League, unfortunately, one of the three representatives in the two cup competitions has been eliminated. But what does remain are the two former champions of African football in Orlando Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns. And uh, not only do they remain, Ola, they actually put in some brilliant performances over the weekend at home. Yeah, it was a good performance from both sides. I mean, um, look, experience is always one of those things that any sport, you know, you can always rely on. And they experienced in this competition. Yeah. I mean, both obviously having won it and having experienced, um, you know, the pressure and uh, the sort of styles of play that African, um, African countries bring in this level of competition. So I wasn't surprised that uh, they both won. But I think the Sundowns game, you know, I, that's where I had a bit of a surprise because Sundowns actually outplayed White Dad. And yeah. I thought they should have actually gone on to score more. They were unlucky. A few dodgy ref decisions. But, Nothing you know, they, they really put on a, a show for the fans because, I mean, um, White Dad are 2017 champions. So, and Sundowns, you know, were 2016 champions. Yeah. So this was really a clash of the most recent champions. And Sundowns came out on top. Tembas won and really had an excellent game. I mean, that's one guy who... Uh, in, in the context of South African football, never mind just sundowns, has just been quiet over the mm-hmm. last couple of years. I mean, you, you haven't heard much of him. I mean, he's he's from that uh, that billiard, uh, Dolly, and, um, and and now recently departed. Um, oh, he's escaping me now. Uh, the guy is now overseas playing in Belgium. Uh, Percy Dow. Oh, yes, yes, he's, yes, yes. he's from that core nucleus yeah. of players. And he's the one that, you know, in the last couple of years has sort of been overshadowed mm. by those guys. And it's good to see him back in the fold. Good to see him back in the goal scoring list because he's a go- uh, good goal scorer, yeah. you know, as, po- as well as, you know, creating. And on Pirates' side, I thought it was a very comfortable game. You know, I didn't. Were really... you surprised by that? But how? I was really surprised because yeah. I know Horea, you know, competitive team. They're always in the Champions yeah. League, you know, always in African football. And Pirates really made it light work. And Mm. I think this is also good for South African football in this regard that, you know, when you have your top teams, right, or teams that we know that, you know, um, are always, you know, gunning for the title every season. Those are the teams that need to represent us on an African scale, you know, with, um, how can I say, you know, they need to represent us well. So when they go out and they beat the likes of White Dad and they, you know, comfortably see off... Horoya, right? It sets a good tone for South African football because now, remember, in the Champions League, how many teams um, get to qualify for South Africa now? Automatically, it's two. two yeah. So the more South African teams do well and the participation and so forth, you know, we may be able to sneak in maybe a third that has to go to a playoff yeah. and, you know, more uh, confed cup spots. So it's good for South African football overall because we need to get more teams into Africa. We need more of our players playing against, you know, the best teams uh, continentally so yeah. we can also show or maybe if i can put it this way we can see where we stand yeah i mean that's a very fair point and perhaps it's 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 also a bit sad that it, it always has to be sundowns and pirates that are breaking down that barrier um and uh, i mean i say that with uh, chiefs in mind because i don't know for the umpteenth time 
they failed to qualify for the group stages of a major CAF competition. And I think just the way the two performances over the two legs uh, were set out for Amakosi, it does it just does not do them any favors with fans, uh, you know, who, who, who were starting to expect things, especially after Europe and the likes of Biliat and Castro to come and uh, try and take the team to the next level. I think, you know, with Chiefs, <laughs> they're just one of those teams who are just unlucky. And uh, Do you think it's luck? You know, if you look at uh, Chiefs' run through the years, every time they've played uh, continental football, they've always had, you know, like difficult um, matches. Yeah. You know, they've never had, you know, the sort of lead into African football where they've had, you know, the teams that they expected. They don't play township rollers, for example, <laughs> you know what I mean, to qualify for the Champions yeah. League or the Confed Cup. So it's always been difficult for them. And then they, they land Zesco, you know, the Zambian champions were also a fixture mm. in the Cav Champions League, you know, so it's never been easy for Chiefs. But in this particular game, I must say, I, I, I really do slam Chiefs because there was just no sort of presence of a home team. Yeah. If you took away the FNB Stadium, honestly, I wouldn't know where, you know, or who the home team was. Yeah. I would have actually thought Zesco were the home team. They didn't dominate the game. They didn't pass the ball well. They didn't create many chances. And it almost felt like at some point that um, Billiard was running the game by himself. Mm -hmm. It looked like the guy was like, hey, I, I need 10 guys, you know, to help me. Like, yeah. where are you guys, you know? And I think the absence of Kuna has also helped because... I think Free said the, the first goal that he let in there, I, I know it was like from 25 yards out or something it, like that, but that wasn't Steven Gerrard on the end no, of that. Yes, you know it, what I mean? He should have that. kept that out. And I think at the heart of Chiefs' problem, to be honest with you, is um, goal scoring. Yeah. Chiefs this season, well, I don't know if they're going to do anything in the January transfer window, but going forward, uh, they need a goal scorer, mm. man. I, I don't think uh, the Castro move has worked. And that was what the issue was against Zesco. They just did not have a goal scorer. They did enough to get forward, but still not enough. Mm. I mean, you look at um, Zesco's first goal. was a shot from 25 yards out. Mm. You know, sometimes in games where, you know, the teams are literally that close or that tight, there is that brilliance from, you know, an attacking player where someone will take a shot from 25 yards out. Somebody will dribble past mm. four players. And I think Chiefs really like that. I you know, I think, I, I mean, when we were talking about this off air, uh, you know, about Ernst Middendorp, and I, I personally feel very sorry for him, especially with the, situ the calf situation, because he's just come in and he's yeah. had to overlook two legs against Zambian champions. And I guess the scoreline does tell a story. 5-2 on aggregate, you know. But should that, you know, with all due respect to Zambian football, Zambian club football, yeah. should that be the gap between the two uh, biggest no. clubs of the absolutely you know their not. respective countries absolutely should that not. be the gap a 5-2 aggregate score Abs absolutely not. You know, I agree so with you that's why i was saying with kaiser chiefs is that you know it, i was surprised that they didn't even show mm. much of a fight in yeah. that game i mean even billiard's goal it, it almost seemed like he was like oh well there's 90 minutes on the clock stuff it i'm just going to take the yeah. ball and just run through everybody it didn't seem like it was a, a world work goal the yeah. team got involved i i have to say I, I do feel sorry for him as well because he's you know he continues to be quality you remember and nobody that quote has with raised... give me zidane and 10 uh, yes, pieces yeah, of wood yeah, i'll give you the yeah, champions league yeah. <laughs> come up <laughs> literally has 10 pieces of steel inside a like a glass of water all I, I, I feel so sorry for him. never mind pieces of wood like literally something's just not right that you no one has raised their game to, to to meet him halfway nobody has and of course the injuries haven't helped yeah, you know true, i see my Manyama, uh, Manyama now is also looking at a 
which is terrible and for then him. he spell on the um, sideline or could be yeah, we don't yeah, know about so that but. no Manyama due to injury no Kune due to injury no and you know what the, the goalkeeping you know issue has become is, is starting to develop into a, a bit of a tumour as far as Chiefs fans are concerned and the defence as well I mean if you look Oof. at the three goals they conceded this is in a space of a week now so they conceded three at Zesco conceded two, two. at Amazulu and then two now um that's seven and three games. And, and Chiefs, I mean, we're talking about Chiefs that always used to pump out national team defenders. Exactly. Going back from Neil yep. Tovey days. I mean, Precisely. I don't know what's going on. Like. Precisely. So, I I mean, you did mention that, that the window is going to close uh, in, in the not so uh, distant future. But um, there's been talks of a new keeper that has to come in. And talks of Darren Keat coming in. And my thinking is, okay, you're going to bring Darren Keat in. And then when Kuna's fit, what happens? Darren Keat's a national team goalkeeper. It's go- a national team Look, goalkeeper. They're, they're going to pull the Pirates here. Yeah. Right? And get three guys who are literally nationally, national goalkeepers. And the, I think the truth is with Chiefs, you know, the goalkeeper is a big problem. But I think overall, there's some, Chiefs team is just not balanced. Mm. There's something in Chiefs team for me that every time I look at it, I don't see anything that fits the Chiefs' DNA. Because every time, you know, I, I used to... I mean, we've all grown up watching Chiefs. Chiefs always had, you know, possibly the most exciting teams mm. you could watch. You know, even if you're not a Chiefs fan, you could actually sit down and watch a Chiefs game because there's something in the Chiefs' fabric and the Chiefs' DNA yeah. where they always manage to produce exciting teams. And over the last couple of seasons, they just haven't produced... You know, an exciting team. They haven't produced a competitive team mm. against Pirates or Sundowns. And I think maybe, you know, they should just cut their losses with some of the players this year <laughs> and say, guys, you know what? Let's open the checkbook and start all over again. Because yeah, if, before but... long, I mean, you look at now in, in the landscape of uh, South African football, mm. right? You have Vits who have planted their flag as, you know, a top tier team yeah. now, right? Supersport are always in that mix. Obviously, Pirates and Sundowns, right? Cape Town City now throw them in as well. That's where I was going to. You have to worry now about teams like Cape Town City who, you know, are also rising up, you know, the ranks that are going to plant their flag. And then before you know it, Chiefs could fall, you know, a few steps behind. Mm. And I don't think they have the players now, you know, to withhold that pedigree that Chiefs have always had over the last 50, 60 years in South African football. So if they're not careful this season, right? If they're not careful, Chiefs could honestly fall out of the top five, top six um, teams in this country mm. going forward. Because then, as opposed to putting a plaster on a situation, they're going to then have to need surgery. So if they don't fix it this year, yeah. I'm telling you now, Chiefs fans better it's be a, careful. A, a, and a, cops a, will be needed at stadiums. Once <laughs> 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 <Once> again. <laughs> Chiefs games. But it's a shame. It's a shame though, because you, know, you talk about the plastering and the surgery. You know, Pirates sort of gave them a, a, an example of how to do it in terms of Pirates fell out of the top eight. Yes. For one season, they decided, you know what, we're going to re, you know, rescale this whole thing. Remodule the franchise. Exactly. It took yeah. them a couple of months to get back to, you know, where they feel they belong. And, uh, you know, I feel just Chiefs haven't done that since parting ways with Straight Baxter. They haven't done that. No. Uh, you know, at all. So uh, it, it really, perhaps, you know, being eliminated from CAF, you know, gives them a chance to focus on the league. Ned Bank Cup is coming up as well. Uh, they haven't won a cup competition in, in, in way too long now. So maybe there might be some light at the end of a, a very dark tunnel at the moment when it comes to CAF competitions at uh, Cards Chiefs. And uh, before we move on to the Ned Bank Cup, I have to touch on what was meant to be a very big week for Maritzburg United. Two games away from home. One at Mamelodi Sundowns got beaten. And then a six-pointer that a lot of people felt... If they don't win this one, it'll be very difficult for them to survive. 
and they were brushed aside by Chipper United, who, you know, let's be honest, are, are as struggling as they are. But just the performance was terrible. And as, as someone from Peter Maritzburg, it really does not fill me with any hope that they're going to survive, which would be an absolute shame. I, I mean, wasn't it last year where Fadlu Davis was being considered you know for, what I mean. you know, maybe even a, a, a final technical yeah. job, your yeah. coach of the season, Maritzburg were here. And, you know, this is the problem I have, um, I must say, in, in South African football. I have this problem with the so-called smaller and lesser teams. Yeah is that often these teams don't get a backing from their owners to, you know, you know, you strike while the iron is hot, mm. right? Strike while the iron is hot. So Maritzburg for me, you know, when you're on at your peak and you sell Maboe and, and your top players and so forth, you know, Evans you're restarting yeah. every single season. You're restarting every single season and you don't bring in yeah. replacements. You know, I, I always find that that's what why South African teams, you know, find themselves in this position because they never, you know, find sort of like a, a, a level ground to say, okay, we were here last season, mm. we're here, we're growing up, we're signing these players, yeah. we're taking it to the next level. I mean, Chipa United were in that exact same situation some three seasons ago where I think they finished fifth or something in, in the absolute premiership yeah. where yeah. they were in, in the top five, top six, somewhere there. And, soon and then before you know it, okay, yeah. they sell off their players, you know, Fired the coach again, obviously, <laughs> and they just never struck while the iron was hot. And I look at Maritzburg United, and this is why, again, I was saying with Chiefs, why they need to be careful. Because yeah. if you don't fix a situation or improve on it, sometimes when a team signs players when they've just won the league or when they've won the trophy, most people say, "Well, why would you sign a player? You've just mm. won the league. Why would you?" Because sometimes you need to refresh in the squad. Yeah. You need to re-motivate. Sometimes everyone else add, is, is yeah, refreshing. Sometimes you need to, to add competition. Yeah. Right. And I look at Maritzburg United. They they lost, you know, one or two key players. They never replaced them. Mm. And, you know, there was just no drive, no ambition, no motivation this season. And, well, how sad, you know, would it be for a team like Maritzburg that, you know, last year were gunning for the league title yeah. at some point. Mm. And then the next year they get relegated. Maybe to, to Nippon Cup final. Yeah. You know? So, it's really sad. Uh, the, the, we asked a question on the show yesterday, um, um, on, on Sunday, uh, rather, about Maritzburg United. And the question was, do they have the players to get them out of this 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 problem, I mean, they've brought in Teresa Kutumela um, and one or two other players. But within within the squad, is there enough quality? And I think to myself, they scored only six goals in the league all season, which wow. is shambolic. Wow. Absolutely shambolic. There's no I mean, way you're going to be. Chiefs has led in seven. This <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chiefs. There's no way you're going to be. led in seven. Chiefs. You're not going to be scoring no six way. goals and surviving. You know what I mean? No, you know. Do they have the players? Do they have the? They, they honestly, you know, they, they had the players last season, mm. right? So they, they just don't have the players at this point in time. The other thing that goes against Maritzburg United, to be completely honest with you, is that when you look at the teams above them, yeah. right? They've made changes. I mean, Chipa United have made signings. They've made a whole, mm. you know, signings. They've before. let rid of like yeah, they, they got rid of players course. or something. They yeah. did that way before, right? They got to the stage, mm. and as you saw when they played Maritzburg. It came to fruition. Yeah. I'm still sitting there with arms folded, thinking, "Okay, Maritzburg, 
the window. Okay, yeah. I know you've brought in guys now, but you need to bring in a lot more. Like, mm. well, what's what are you guys waiting for? What are you guys waiting for? Get some lone players. Yeah. Get the Sundowns is sitting there with probably Sundowns probably has the most players in the country on their books. Mm. Go out and loan a player or no, two. Sitting, sitting Go to the, the um the multi choice disky challenge. Find out you know who's the team that's on top. Mm. Maybe loan one of their players. I can, I can't believe like Sundowns. There are some players at Sundowns that you even are like, wow, he's still on the books. Yeah. <laughs> Get a loan sign. I saw, I saw a picture you of Opamanis in a Sundown shirt two days ago. I was like, oh, yes, they're still... I don't think they'd loan him to my respect. But look, it's worth a try. <laughs> it's worth a try. Do you know what I mean? He, he, I'm sure he'd want some game time mm. as well. Um, it's worth a try. Get him on loan. Get some other players from Pirates. Maybe that, you know, you know, okay, I know they've signed Kutumela, but there are players out there, yeah. right, that really are sitting on the benches that are doing nothing. And you could easily get these guys on loan to just boost up. The mm. I was actually thinking to myself, um, uh, you know, with the, the, I guess the situation at, at Chiefs as well, you know, someone like Ryan Moon, who's who's you know been relegated to the bench uh, at this stage and probably won't, while Castro is there, won't you know be a starting striker. Why not go back home? Yeah. You know, why not go back home and actually get some game time, bang in some goals and help your team survive? Because at the stage, four points adrift of Chipper United at the wrong end of the standings. Without a sight of a victory anytime soon, I, I, I think by by the, by the time May comes, we might have already written Madsburg United's obituary. And uh, as we've seen in this country, once you go down, it's very difficult to come back up. No, you very don't, difficult you don't. if you don't put the money in and you don't you know get the players to help you in that regard. But uh, uh, there, there, there is the distraction of the Netbank Cup coming up as far as they're concerned and the rest of South African football. Marisburg United up against Woodbank Spurs and uh, playing away from home. So uh, maybe yet again the, the the confidence one can get from a cup competition might just give them the boost that they need at this stage. But as far as the Netbank Cup is concerned uh, there's really one big game to look forward to and uh, you know a lot of people were just a bit, a bit sad that maybe this game is coming this early in the competition. Two teams that have won, uh, you know, uh, cups in recent times in South African football, Cape Town City and Supersport United. And a, a game that, once again, has never disappointed. No, you know, this is um, a, a really good, I mean, two relatively young coaches yeah. in their tenures, right, in Benny and um, Tembo. So it's going to be an interesting game, and it's in Cape Town, away from home. I think, you know... <laughs> A game that also has an eye, like I'm looking at for me, I've got my eye on. Is that Cheaper Sundowns game? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's a trap game for Sundowns. I really, Cheaper are one of those teams that they always stand up when they play the Chiefs, yeah. the Pirates, and so forth. And this is that game that I see Sundowns crashing out, mm. to be honest with you. I think Cheaper will do just enough to beat Sundowns. And I think Sundowns will also be fatigued. And I don't think the Netbank Cup will be a priority to yeah. them. I mean, they're in African, um, they're back in the mix in Africa now, yeah. having beaten White Dad. And, you know, obviously they're still up there in the league. I don't think they're going to put much uh, priority on the Netbank Cup. As far as, uh, you know, the other teams goes, well, look, in, in the Super Sport Cape Town uh, City game, I, I really think that's a toss-up for me. Yeah. I don't think there's a clear favorite because, you know, both teams, you know, they started well, then they went through a bit of a lull, and then, you know, they're trying to get back up again. And, you know, I, I think in Benny's case now, I think he's starting to love the cup uh, yeah. games. You know, he no, knows, no, you know, it's just short competition. You win into the next round. There's about four or five games where yeah. you can set yourself up for success. So I think Benny's really taken a liking into the cup games. You know, another interesting fixture for me that I think um, we're not talking about is the Pirates Black Leopards. You know, Ooh, yes. I think that is not going to be <laughs> away from home in yeah. Toyando as well. Yeah. You know, so... 
that to me is going to be a very, very, um, excuse the pun, hot game, <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, Turndo is, is always one of those places. I mean, I remember, I think there was a BP Top 8 game some years ago where Pirates are lost to Black Leopards. Mm. I, I think it wasn't BP Top 8, I think it was the, the Super 8 or something SAA like that. Super 8. Super 8. Something like that where the competition had changed and Pirates went in there as hot favorites against Black Leopards and they got turned upside down <laughs> in Toyando. You know, uh, you had, uh, remember Coxwell, uh, Rajbatello and oh, all those goodness. guys. You know, that, that was the, the, the Black Leopards of back then. And, you know, when I look at Black Leopards this season, they, they've also revived themselves. They, you know they I mean? They've got a new good. coach. Yeah. Uh, they've got in a few new few players. Mm. And, you know, that's going to be a tricky one for Pirates. I think, look, being a Pirates fan, of course, we're going to win that game. But <laughs> That's what you said against Barocca. <laughs> I'm still not going to put my yes, money... That's what you said against Barocca. I'm still not going to put my money <laughs> anywhere near this game, but that's going to be another hot game this weekend. <laughs> I remember uh, just before uh, uh, Black Leopards were... were... You know, came back to the top flight and the, the chat amongst South African football fans once there were maybe like two or three games to go. I'm like, wait, actually, we don't want them to come back because our teams do not want to travel to Toyando. And as we've seen, Toyando has been extremely difficult for any team to travel to and win in recent weeks. But uh, some really good, 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 good ties that you have mentioned. Uh, I think Kaz Chiefs are playing against probably one of the smaller teams. Tornado it's Tornado FC. FC. Uh, so they should, I say should, Oish. get past. We know the issue between Chiefs and the Netbank Cup uh, and some uh, smaller teams have got their very easy. But I mean, if you look, if you look at it this way, if you're Tornado FC, mm. right? If there was ever a moment where you needed to play your socks off, right, and literally give 90 minutes, yeah. there's the game right there because Chiefs are wounded, you know, their spirits are down, they're carrying injuries, there's no Kune in goal. Mm. Why not? Why wouldn't you go all out in this game? Yeah. And away from home as well, you know, gather up the local people and say, listen, I know you might, your mother might support Chiefs, you might support Chiefs, <laughs> your dad might, but just for this weekend, yeah. for God's sake, yeah, please do it for the boys. Bring it on. So I think Chiefs this weekend, you know, that could also be a tricky game. You know, can I don't imagine, think. Can you imagine if they get knocked out? I don't think, yeah, I don't think Chiefs are going to have it all their way. Can you imagine if they get knocked out? Hey, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, the Absolute Premiership as well sort of headlined the past week in South African football and uh, really exciting as well. I think 11 goals were scored midweek and another 13 in four games mm -hmm. over the weekend, which uh, was really, really. Uh, entertaining uh, Cape Town City, I think it was, that beat Free State Stars 5-0 uh, midweek. And then uh, perhaps definitely the tie of the weekend and one of the more exciting games uh, that we've seen so far this season taking uh, place in Bologwane, where it was uh, top against fourth coming into the game. And the Bologwane City at one stage were looking like they're going to beat Vitz. They're 2-0 they up. They took the lead, mm. you know, and they should have actually won that game, you know. And this is credit to Gavin Hunt, you know, because game management plays a big yeah. role. Um, you know, in football, in terms of, you know, when it... And the 2-0 curse, eh? How's that? You Absolutely. Know, what's up with teams being 2-0 up and then, you know, uh, just not being able to yeah. see it through? And I think Bulukwana City, this will give them confidence because if they can take a 2-0 lead mm. against, you know, the, the, best team defense, the, the best defense, the best defense, defense the, the team that's mm. on top of the league, you know, uh, title contenders, this should give them the confidence to say, okay, look, in the context of the season, mm. right, you then have to start looking at the points uh, that you, you can guarantee and say, okay, this is where we get the points yeah. and the others that you have to go fight for. When you, you know, hold a team like Vitz and you should have beaten Chiefs, uh, Vitz, yeah. right, you then say to yourself, okay, when a free state stars come along, Right when the Barrocas and the Chipas and the Maritzburg come mm. along, that's where you can then formulate your points to say, Look, 
we should be able to beat these guys yeah. and beat these teams. If we can take a point from this, you know, in those three teams that I've yeah. mentioned, take maybe seven out of nine or six yeah. out of nine, you formulate that into the season, you know, you can work your way into the top eight. And I think in, in Pulukwane City's case, not enough noise is being made at how well these guys have been playing. Mm. I mean, for a team like that, we said it off air, this is like the equivalent of Burnley being in the top four, yeah. right, of the standings. So I think we need to start paying close attention and actually bang their drum and actually support them. Mm. I know I'm a Pirates fan, but at the same time, you also have to look at the greater scale, of, you know, the picture here. You have to just look at South African football, you know, um, beyond just your team and just say, look, you know, it's always nice to have uh, teams in the mix and have new teams, new challenges, like we see with Cape Town City and, you know, them winning a, a cup and yeah. now they're being title contenders. Vets not too long ago were one of those teams yeah. where they did win cups, now they've won a league, now they're in that mix. So it's always good to have a team like Bulukwana City. Also, remember, they're not in a big market, no, right, in terms absolutely. of... Uh, uh, South African yeah. uh, context in cities, you know, they're way up north and nobody's paying attention to them. So it's also good for that market, you know, in South African football to say, okay, look, guys, um, there are players up north that are making a name for themselves. Yeah. Then you also start opening it even further. You look at the national team and you say, guys, there's no way Bulukwane City can be fourth on the log and not have and not have at least a player that can do a job for Bafana. It's not possible. That, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you, you touched on that uh, because I think we've had this discussion before, actually, on the show. Someone like uh, you know, and I mean, he's at the wrong end of his career now, and unfortunately, he's never really earned a cap. Jabu Malulek. Yeah, and his free kick. I mean, I'll give an and ex- just his quality. I'll give an example. Spain, Adis Aduris. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got a call up at what, 36, yeah. 35, somewhere there. Playing for playing, Bilbao. Playing for Bilbao, yeah. right? Because the guy was performing mm. and he did a job. Jabu Malulega, look, has missed out in all these years. To be fair, I mean, <laughs> he had Vilagazi, he had um, uh, the likes of Opa Mani, yeah. so he's had the likes of. Um, yeah, yeah, to contend yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, to contend with and Spiro Shabalada. So mm. it's never been easy for him, you know, over his career. But. You know, why not strike again? The theme of, seems like this is the theme of the show. Why not strike while the iron is hot? The guy is having a fantastic season. Yeah. He's had a, actually a fantastic couple of seasons yeah. now, right? We're not saying Chabu Manilega is going to lead us to the next World Cup. Maybe, maybe not, right? But the guy is putting in the performances. Yeah. Why not at least take him to a camp? Mm. Why not at least, you know, put him in there so that he can give the younger guys a run for their money? Yeah. Maybe there's some guys in the team, you know, that are too comfortable in, in, in the Bafana setup thinking that, you know, I've got this. And, you know, you bring in an all-head, experienced veteran, right? And, you know, he sort of pushes them and he can also impart some knowledge and experience mm. and some guidance. So that's why, you know, it's always good in South Africa when we have new teams that you know emerge out of the scene or are in the hunt for trophies and yeah. and, and uh, the, the title because it opens up a broader conversation other than just oh this team is doing well there's you know there are more storylines to it so you know props to Pulukwane City and I really do hope they do well I really hope you know I, I think um, the CAF uh, spot now is, is is still at three and yeah. I think you know one of the winners of uh, the Netbank Cup, Cup yeah. you yeah. know qualifiers so. It would be nice to get them into African football. Mm. How about that? Little old Bulukwana City yeah. in continental football. So that is a great uh, story for South African football. Should they, you know, maintain this run and hopefully finish, you know, either third or, you know, win uh, the Netrack Cup. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they certainly are playing the type of football that is you know, really 
exciting and, and, and it draws a lot of people as far as the eyes are concerned. Uh, I mean, before we wrap up uh, the league and uh, we take a short break, uh, we're talking about, you know, good weeks and big weeks uh, for, I guess, Mamelodi Sundowns, a good week for them. They won in the league. They won um, in the CAF competitions. A not so great week for Maritzburg United. But for Vitz as well, uh, beaten uh, midweek and then they were behind, they were ahead and then they had to settle for a point. And what it's done is it's brought Pirates right back into the picture. Uh, only three points behind them now at the top of the standings. Yeah, I think, you know, the other thing with Vitz where they're fortunate is that they don't have that distraction of uh, African football. Mm. So, you know, they're able to bounce back quickly. You know, yeah. whereas the Pirates and the Sundowns, you know, you lose in the league and then, you know, the next week you have to reshuffle yeah. your thinking, you know, continental football and then same applies three you know, days after later, that, yeah. three days later. So they are fortunate in that regard. And I think in Pirates' case, um, consistency has been key for them. They've been playing a consistent team. Mm. The guys are gelling well. The, you know, the, the synergy in the team. And I, I remember uh, the Pirates of, uh, you know, uh, just after that root crawl period, right? There was a problem with just consistency. You know, one week this guy was playing. One week it's that guy. Mm. Next week it's that guy. Next week it's Erasmus. Next week it's... So this time, Mitchell has made a good job in just keeping things consistent. Mm keep the right team and he also seems to have a strategy for african football because mm. the way pirates play in continental football how's myself guys where is this in the league <laughs> they almost look like a, you know i hate to say it in this regard they look like a, a a european team in the way they set up and in the way they play so mm. if they could just bring that to the league you know they could be in there in the hunt and i mean one victory and you know they level with yeah. it so i think it's all to play for and it's a, it's an exciting period in south african football i mean you've got uh, you know two of our three biggest teams you know still in the mix in the african football the league is still wide open uh, really cup is. competition is also wide open this is a really really great time for south african football so you know, props to, you know, South African football. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely props to uh, South African football. Props to Banyana Banyana as well before we take a break and uh, their program yeah. that they're going to be undertaking ahead of the World Cup. And it just shows just how how, how much they have grown as an international team that uh, and they can you, command. You know, the goal that Tembi Khatlana scored. She's, the she's, she's magic. You know, she's I'm sorry, but magic. Th there should be some big teams lining up for she Tembi Khatlana. She is absolute because, magic. You know, what I enjoyed about that goal was that there was a point where I was watching it and in slow-mo in my head, I'm thinking, okay, just shoot, mm. just shoot. And she just had the composure to take the keeper on, move around and still, and I'm like, wow. No, she's, 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 wow. she's You don't magic. see that much in the women's game. She actually reminds me of Percy Dow. Like, I, I don't know, yeah. maybe it's the short yeah. hair, it's, it's the short stature. She no, it really is. reminds me of Percy Dow. I'm just like, these two are quite clearly the best players in South Africa at the moment. Pound for Easily. Can, can we just take away the gender? No, no, aside, absolutely. Right? Semi Khatlana is the best South African player right now. I have no, I have okay. I can't continue. I don't want to hear woman player. I don't want to hear Banyana. Temi Khatlana is the best South African player I, in the world I, I cannot right contend with now. That. Right with now, that. today. Temi Khatlana. Nope, absolutely. I cannot contend with that and uh, can only mean uh, great things uh, that uh, she's in such great form and Banyana Banyana are rising and their brand is certainly catching a lot of attention globally. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we cast our eyes over in England and and uh, another dramatic weekend in the Premier League. Pitch Invasion is the podcast for football tribalists. To contribute to the show, pose a topic of debate, or just complain about your favorite team, send us a WhatsApp voice note on plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven, or send us a text message starting with hashtag Pitch Invasion. 
Remember to also follow the Pitch Invasion podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username Pitch Invaded.